Welcome to the Property Experts Podcast, where you'll find open conversations, no bullshit attitudes, and deep dive insights from award-winning property developers and business owners, Ben Richards and Jack Jiggins. Together, they've delivered over 40 million in gross development value over the last five years and have a pipeline of over 25 million to deliver in the next 18 months. They've built numerous other seven-figure businesses with six-figure net profits around their property ecosystem, and it's by no means been an easy ride. So on this podcast, they'll share their weekly trials and tribulations running multiple businesses, giving you never-before-seen insights into the inner workings of finding, funding, designing, delivering, and selling award-winning property deals, together with golden nuggets of advice through the five key areas of any business, marketing, sales, operations, finance, and talent. If you're a young entrepreneur looking to get started or have a small team, but you're looking to scale your business to the next level, this is the No Bullshit Podcast for you. Hello and welcome to this Friday's live expose with Jack and I. Welcome if you are new, if you are repeat and you watch us every week. Thank you very much. It makes it all worthwhile seeing the same faces over and over again. It means that you're coming back for the value that we are hopefully giving you. So this week, we're going to be looking at a few things. We're going to be looking at mortgage rates. If you've been off the planet over the past couple of days, you'd have missed out on all of the rises. We're going to be talking about our social housing portfolio and the sale that we're looking to to do on that. We're going to be looking at the Aura website, which has been updated, business coaching within XP surveys. Um, last night, I was out presenting about sustainability at the Central London Property Network, and we had some success with one of our planning approvals um, for the old maltings. Jack's going to be talking a little bit about business rates and rebates we've been getting on one of our projects recently. He's also had a couple of landlord issues um, some quite funny videos. So stay around to the end for that. And then we're going to be talking about Sunset Court, which um, we're going to be doing open day on on the 10th of June. So stick around for that as well. So welcome. Thanks once again for joining. Um, you might recognize the scheme if you've been following us for a short while. This is a development that we picked up two awards for, one at the Developers Club and one at the Property Investor Network. When we bought this site, we were looking at locking our interest rates at the end of the journey of development, something around, I think it was 3.5 to 4.5%, depending on whether we go for higher LTV, loan to value gearing or lower. Um, when we pretty much finished and we decided to re-roof and do a more extensive sort of phase two, as it were, on the site, but just before we were coming to market for mortgage rates was when Liz Truss decided to create a bit of upset in the mortgage market. And and obviously the guild market moved, the yield market moved, base rate was going up. Um, so we're in a very different position now. Fortunately, this scheme was in excess of 30% return on GEV after costs. So we've got a hefty seven-figure profit, which is being converted to equity when refinancing this building. If we hadn't generated that scale of project, um, and value, I think we'd really be struggling to even warrant keeping this building and we would probably be selling. Um, but the, the mortgage market's moved. The base rate of England has gone back up. Um, we got a little tip off our mortgage broker to put our application in as soon as possible so we can lock in better rates. Um, so if there's anyone out there looking to refinance something, get the application in, get your mortgage broker to get the heads of terms, agreed terms, and normally they will warrant what's in legals they should know the lenders that would probably warrant that rate. There's talks of maybe even more of a rise. Obviously, it's a massive unknown. 
but just what we're doing is we're trying to expedite the process of getting applications in um, so that we hopefully adopt better rates. If better rates come in the market, then you can just re go back to the market again. If better rates don't come, then you can adopt what you've agreed with the lender. So a bit of a tip and a bit of an update on what we see in the market. Nice. On to point number two. So social housing portfolio. For those of you that have been following us, to be honest, we haven't spoken about it a huge amount. We've mentioned it over the last couple of weeks in these live calls, but we have actually been really busy bees in the last two and a half years building a 114 bed social housing portfolio um, in South London, predominantly Croydon and Streatham. The portfolio consists of 14 assets, most of which we've finished. We've finished about 12 of them. We've got a couple in construction at the moment, and they're pretty much due to be finished end of July, August time. So yeah, we've been really busy building this. Um, it's an interesting subject. We see it quite a lot lately, and we're looking to now sell the portfolio. We've been given a mandate from a housing provider of 300 units. We've delivered 114 of those and we want to go again and continue to build to reach that mandate target. So we're really calling all kind of family offices, funds, you know, REITs, real estate investment trusts. If anyone's looking for securitized income, you know, effectively this is a portfolio sale based on the securitized income that we've got. There's a 1.25 million pound rent roll on this portfolio. So if you're interested in you know, investing in longer term, I think the the walt on this is just under 17 years. So all of our assets are on either a 10 or a 25 year lease. So that's guaranteed income upwards only for the term. And I think on average, the local housing authority rate has gone up between three and 4% every year. So if that's of interest, do get in touch. Jack, I don't know if you wanted to mention anything more on that. No, just in addition, if anyone's interested in this space, even from a smaller scale perspective, please get in touch. We've obviously got uh, 14 assets that are under delivery and delivered and, and incoming. But if you want to um, hear more about how that works on an individual level and how we got to that position and you may be interested in that secured income, but on a smaller scale, do, do reach out to us. Good stuff. And then number three, we've been updating our website for Aura over the last probably two months. So Dan, uh, Dan Burge, who's my marketing manager, joined us ooh, about four months ago, I think. And one of his tasks was to, to revamp the website He's been basically staring at a computer screen uh, for the last four weeks, updating this, um, and it's looking fantastic. There's a couple of extra tools that we've added like this one. So we've now got a map on our projects page where you can click on each individual project and see where they are around the, the UK. I mean, predominantly we're in the Southeast. Most of our work is in London, Berkshire, Oxfordshire, um, Hertfordshire, as you can see from some of these images, but it's really starting to take shape. It's going to flick around a little bit. It's just been revamped in terms of the styling and the the kind of the way it was presented. All of our projects have been updated. This is one of uh, Rod Turner, one of his projects, which looks absolutely incredible. So there's a lot of interesting project pages that now have things like floor plans that you can look around, see how we've gone from the existing to the proposed uh, through construction photos. So you can see the kind of way that it's been put together. And yeah. Do check that out. It's www.aurahomes.co.uk if you want to have a flick around the website. And if you've got any projects you want to discuss, get in touch. The other thing that I wanted to touch on from an Aura perspective, we just relaunched or launched our latest um, video on YouTube. So the top questions for your architect before hiring them. Um, we've had some really great feedback on this in terms of people saying they wish they'd watch this before inquiring and starting their, their works with their architect. So yeah, don't make the same mistake as those people. Head over to YouTube, head over to Aura Architecture on the YouTube channel and take a look at that.
So Ben was summing it up in Croatia. So myself and Heather, who's our business manager in the photo, um, took the reins on doing our business coaching and XP surveys. We've mentioned on these calls before that we do mentoring and business coaching ourselves for what we feel that we specialize in well, which is property. Obviously, XP Surveys is our subsidiary or sister company that provides measured building and top practical surveys products. And that's very, very much a service-based business. Um, you could argue today that I didn't really have a service-based business as sort of large as XP Surveys before. Obviously, Ben has Aura Architecture, which is a very alike business. But we, in our coaching sessions, it's very much thinking about the bigger picture, setting sort of lofty annualized goals, breaking it down into quarters, breaking it down into to months, and then breaking that down into actions. You know, my view is if you don't know where you're going, how can you make sure that you're really turning the screw within whether it may be sales, marketing, operations, finance element, or the team element on a day-to-day basis. So it's a digestible way about. We have a, you know, a consultant that comes in once a month, slaps us around, and then sends us on our way with a big action list, which is good. It's obviously sometimes, you know, eating that frog is difficult, but you can definitely see benefit and, and traction within the company. Cool. Next point. Yesterday evening, I had the pleasure of presenting at the Central London Property Meet, which is Brendan Quinn's event. We've been sponsoring it with Aura for the last three or four years, and there's been a huge amount of changes from a sustainability perspective over the last year or so in terms of the building regulations being updated and new requirements for new builds, conversions, um, changes to SAP and EPCs um, and how they are presented and calculated. So yesterday, yeah, I gave a quick update, well, a 40-minute presentation on things you should look out for were due to be net zero emissions by 2050 in the UK. So there's a huge push to kind of push down the amount of emissions that we do create in the construction industry. Um, the construction industry globally accounts to 38% of, of carbon emissions. So really the onus is on us as developers and investors and landlords to try and create better housing for our tenants. So whether that be from a, a well-being perspective or also from a, you know, energy cost perspective. So we talked a little bit about the latest building regulation updates how you kind of achieve those targets in practice by the be lean, be clean and be green methods. We talked about how much it's going to cost you in terms of uh, implementing some of these things. Uh, a little bit about kind of the thermal properties in uh, thermal properties of wall elements and windows and roofs and talked about the implications of the new regulations in terms of the costs that are going to be incurred on those. And actually, I, I ran through an example, which I will quickly do now, because the bottom line for developers, we looked at a little bit of a case study in terms of a you know, single dwelling in, let's say, Surrey, GDB of a million pounds, your profit margin as a developer, you'd expect to make 20% on that, so 200 grand. Development cost might be 450, finance 60. So basically, you have a residual land value and a property purchase price of 290 grand. Now, if you're buying something now, and you've got the planning approval was gained a year ago or even 18 months ago or even two years ago, and you plan to implement that in the next 12 months, you're going to have a shock when you get the prices back from your contractors. And the reason being is that the planning approval that you've already obtained or the previous owner obtained that you're buying probably didn't account for all of these extra things that you now need to do from a building regulations perspective. We talked about thicker walls. The only way of you know increasing the thickness of walls and staying with inside the realms of the planning envelope that you've got approved is by reducing the internal square footage. 
Now that has a big impact on your GDP. The average reduction in the area was about 4%. So you're losing basically 40 grand on your GDP. Your development costs are increasing because of the extra cost for the insulation or the air source heat pumps and the relevant renewable technology that you're installing. The extra compliance is probably going to take you three months longer. Um, so your finance costs are going to go up. But the bottom line is you've already purchased this. You've already agreed a purchase price. That's not going to change. That's a baseline. So all of this impacts your profit, your bottom line to the tune of basically 45%. And this is just an example of how I do see some property developers getting into a lot of trouble over the next couple of years by not really understanding these changes that have come in from a, a sustainability perspective. So we did record the video of this. Um, we'll be in the background kind of pulling that together in terms of getting it onto YouTube for everyone to kind of listen into. And we'll let you know when that's live. But really good meeting. There's about 40 people in the room, lots of new faces, which is excellent. If you haven't joined before, head over to Eventbrite, type in Brendan Quinn Central London Property Meet, and hopefully we can see you at the next one. This is just a short message to ask, is your business making the consistent profits you want? Or are you struggling to take your business from five figures to six figures or six figures to seven figure revenues? If this is you and you want one-to-one -one guidance from award-winning property developers and business owners, check out our consultancy and mentorship packages at xpproperty.co.uk to book in with Ben or Jack today. Let's get on with the episode. Moving on to one of our biggest projects to date. It's called the Old Maltings. It is property in Abingdon in Oxfordshire. And we've already got planning approval under PD prior approval for 16 units. And we then phased the scheme to put in an external works package, which has now been approved as of last week. So really great success. It means that we can get additional windows and roof lights into the building to enable us to unlock areas that weren't previously unlocked to go back in with an enhanced class MA application. So the class MA application originally was for 16 units. We've now got the extra roof lights and windows in there that now allow us to unlock more of the floor space to get from 16 units to 20 units jumping from about 700 grand in profit to about 1.4 million pounds in profit. So huge uplift. This is a stepping stone to get, you know, the final scheme that we want to move forward with. And yeah, the next phase will be a full planning application for 24 units, which is where I think we're going to end up on the scheme. Thanks for your comments, Ripsana. If anyone has got any more questions, do pop them in the comments on whatever platform you're watching on, and we will bring them into the conversation. So you might be familiar with the site. It's a site we have in Spencer's Wood. This photo is actually during delivery just before we did the residential development. But what we ended up with was seven apartments and seven offices. We retained the site and kept the site. And there has been a lot of juggling business rates. When we bought the site, it was already part offices. We obviously built seven new offices. So there was a process where we worked through with a business rates consultant to ensure that during delivery, during void periods of vacancy, we negated as much business rates as we could possible. And throughout the delivery process, that was definitely a really key thing to be working on. Now we are in the renting or rented part of the scheme. We still have a couple of vacant units. We're still battling with cash flowing those business rates. So a couple of learnings here. So we actually called up and saw online on our portal that there was a balance sat in our business rates account. And if I wouldn't have called, they wouldn't have told us that. And it was the tune of £10,000. So the first thing that I requested was for that full um, balance to be refunded. 
So we basically had a ratings bill where at some point over the delivery, we'd potentially overpaid, a tenant moved in and we got a balance back. So there's dates that overlay where we had paid for a period and then we get a balance back. So when you've got a building where you're letting out and you're getting tenants in, be really hot on actually checking in with the council to see if you've got a rebate there because they might not tell you. And it's very difficult to understand because you normally pay a, a year in advance and then you've got to work out dates for your tenant. Your tenant signs up for business rates, then pays for the second half of the year. And that means you as a, as a landlord have the rebate there. Um, one other tip that I would also say, what I requested on the two vacant units that we have uh, vacant and are still incurring business rates. And I just put it on the council to say, look, we actually built these because the council wanted offices. They're still vacant. Can we have a payment plan and split this over monthly direct debit payments? So rather than them sending bill after bill after court order and trying to chase that payment down, we're now on a monthly direct debit, which obviously helps our cash flow because we've got rate coming in that pays that back out. But also we've just poured a load of chunk of change back into the business bank account and just using the angle of let's pay this as we go through month through is a huge cost saving. So don't be afraid to challenge them. Um, don't be afraid to ask them if they owe you anything. It depends what portal they use. Uh, that should come back to you. And, and that was actually Wokingham District Council and they didn't, which is quite frustrating because that lump sum has been sat in there, not to our knowledge, which is frustrating, but overcome now. Got a question from Thomas. Thanks for watching. Would like to know your general thoughts on the property market now and going forward. Jack, do you have any insight into that? What are your thoughts? Um, I live in Heading on Thames. A lot of the buying of houses and developments that we do are in Oxfordshire. A lot of the selling that we do is in Oxfordshire, West London and, and areas like that. I've found the property market, residential property market still quite buoyant for, for buying and selling. It's still quite active. I've seen stuff go over guide still. That might be a bit of an anomaly in my area. It's from speaking to others. They're seeing it a little, little bit more sticky, but I'm in, I'm talking about affluent areas that have been hiking up in Pampstead for values and, and general capital appreciation over the last few years, where I think that then the demand is still there for the properties to come on the market. We launched a three bed three weeks ago, which sold within six days at guide price in Central Suites. And in XP Property, we launched two, um, two beds, which went at pretty much guide in sort of similar succession. So we still quite see quite a lot of buoyancy in the market, but then obviously we have delayed things that need to come into the market, such as interest rates, affordability, the cost of living affecting the affordability of mortgages. I know that banks are stress testing income against the mortgages more so than the actual loan to values or deposits or whatever it may be. So the residential market I see is still pretty good, but that might be tapering off from a lot of people trying to buy and move and just actually falling into a category where it was really difficult to, and it's now that sort of what I would call afterburn of, of that part of the market. I don't know if that will, will end soon or, or keep going. We just sort of have to keep on going until we, we hear more otherwise. So in our location, it's still pretty good. I'm hoping that... That afterburn, I mean, for us, we like um, speed and, and you know, volume of turnover in the market for us specifically. So we hope that keeps going until interest rates start to boil down a bit and, and it starts to become a bit more affordable to people to get onto property ladder and, and so on and so forth. Um, the commercial market, well, I can give you a start. I think the commercial market is still quite competitive. You know, there's a lot of buyers out there for good sites. I do think there's a bigger opportunity to offer disc to offer a discount and and buy things for less than than what the market used to be. 
Ben and I have sold multiple sites in auctions over the last few years where we haven't done a lot with them. We might have got planning consent or even just drawn up a CGI and they've flown off the shelf. I don't think you'd have that same response in the market now, um, unless there's obviously a good planning gain or in, or in margin or something left on the table. They're still fairly active in resi. Commercial starting to, to tail down a little bit. I don't really get why the commercial would, because I don't see the interest rates of development or bridging lending change hugely. Um, it's probably more the build costs and the exits are still there. So it's probably more the build cost pushing that and pressing that market a bit more. I obviously confidence because commercial is, is more of a cyclical market. Um, but that's why I see anything else about Ben. Yeah, so some interesting points came out last night at Brendan's event um, off the back of some of the things I was talking about in terms of EPCs. Um, 2028 is the time where um, the government have actually relaxed it. It was 2025 that they wanted all rental tendencies to be at least a grade C on your EPC rating, energy efficiency. And they pushed that back to 2028 because I think they realized how many landlords would be really up shit's creek in 2025 if they had to get a C rating and spend lots of money on their their property to upgrade which ultimately would mean a lot of landlords leaving the market. I think with the way that the, the mortgage rates are going and all of these other government changes that are coming in, it's really putting the squeeze on individual buy-to-let landlords. And that could mean opportunities for people. If tired landlords just want to get out of the game, they don't want to spend lots of money on upgrading their properties. And there's potential for you know, investors and developers like us to snap up some good deals and and move forward and add some value ourselves if you know how to navigate them. One thing that a lot of people said to me after yesterday's presentation that not a lot of people know is from a energy performance upgrade perspective, there is a cost cap on the amount of money that you need to spend to upgrade your property. So if your property's a G, for example, to get up to a C could cost you a significant amount of money to make all of those upgrades. Now, the government have actually put a cost cap on that up to three and a half thousand pounds. So if you've spent up to three and a half thousand pounds putting new LED lighting in, insulating the floors, insulating the roof, maybe putting a new gas boiler in or other measures that have been recommended, you only have to spend up to three and a half thousand pounds. If you need to spend any more than that to get you to a C, you can claim an exemption from, from the need to do that. So that's not, you know, a lot of people don't realize that they're, they're kind of thinking they've got to spend a lot of money selling up. Um, not realizing that actually all they really need to spend is three and a half thousand pounds and then they get an exemption and that lasts for five years, at which point they then do have to prove that they can't spend another three and a half grand to improve it to where it needs to go. To be honest, I think in the next five years, the whole way we do EPCs and that whole legal process will be slightly different. I think it's a very rudimentary process that doesn't really um, help anyone or show a true representation of what your property energy efficiency is. So um, I do think by five years time that will all change. So yeah, I mean, there, there's always opportunities for investors and developers. You've got to know how to navigate them and know how to find them. And hopefully we can share some of the ways that we do that. Thanks very much for your question, Thomas. That's very useful for everyone. Um, back on to... Uh, let me give a bit of a run through first. So um, going to the office this morning, uh, already been to one of our other HMOs, which was an absolute tip. Uh, couldn't help but give one of the tenants just a bit of a, a word saying that they need to sort their lives out. But yeah, so long story short, came to the office. My brother deals a lot of the maintenance management and lettings of our portfolio. This is a property that we bought probably two and a half, three years ago. You can see that what we have done there is we actually quite a strategic planning application, which I'm happy to share on this one. It was an existing four bedroom house. We went planning to convert the garage into a bedroom and split two of the bedrooms upstairs. 
which we achieved planning. And then we then retrospectively under PD converted to a five bed HMO. So similar to what we did on the old Holtings, phased our planning so that we could achieve a five bedroom, five bathroom HMO. This one's been running as smooth as anything for two and a half years. And I don't need to touch wood because what you can see is uh, basically the pressure tank on our boiler exploded from rust. And unfortunately, this is located on the top floor in the storage cupboard. So it's gone everywhere. And basically, it's like a waterfall on every wall internally. Um, ben, you can play the video now to sort of see the trajectory of the water that was... When you play the video, it's black for a while and all you can hear is water. Yeah. Did the um, tenants not know where the water shutoff valve was? Uh, so, because it's a pressurized tank, it's all the water in the system anyway. So, oh, I see. Um, fortunately, um, Dawn, Rob, and Jay were dealing with that because I had quite a lot to deal with today. Um, so, I suppose the emphasis on team and there's four dehumidifiers in that house now. It's been mopped and cleaned and worked on all day. Um, and me and Rob are off to Turkey tomorrow. So, it can have been worse time. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of the parts of the parcel. And obviously, because my brother doesn't come on here. Uh, to the lives, it's probably the part that you don't see uh, that brings us joys. And we've actually had recently had a house with two tenants fallen out and calling the police on each other. So there's a lot of work to be done with managing people, especially tenants. I'm sure that will be fixed up. We actually might have to look at some temporary accommodation for some of our tenants as a solution. But the remediation and the stopping of that has, has happened. We're actually fitting an electric shower so the tenants that can remain in the property can have hot water. Yes, we've sent it all over to the insurance company. Um, it's probably worthwhile pointing on that. So we use the same insurance company for all of our properties. You basically get flood risk and fire uh, cover on that. I'd highly recommend them. They're called Insurance Desk. Josh will sort you out there. If you need an intro, let me know. Um, so it's all been sent over to the insurance company. Although we want it, you know, from a rental perspective, we want this done and sorted. Um, ASAP. So it may be a decision internally where we decide to just remediate ourselves. But there you go, 10 enjoys. Fun and games, okay. On to sunnier skies. Um, come and join us on Saturday, 10th of June. We are going to be holding a site open day between 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and we'll put on some nibbles and some drinks. Um, we'll talk people through kind of what we've done, um, show everyone around the site, probably get a TV on site to kind of flick through some slides about the progress that we've made and some of the financials and you know, answer any questions that people have about it. So if you're interested in coming along, put a message, you know, site day down in the comments and we'll DM you to get details and pass you through to one of the team who can organize all the information and send you across everything that you need to know. Anything you want to touch on that? No, um, for anyone that's been to our site days, we normally have food refreshments and we're happy to answer any questions. We even talk about how we raise finance on the site, how we delivered the site end-to-end. -end. So it could be if you just want to have a look at our product that we finish with, come along. If you want to learn more about producing property development and investments, we're happy to share the detail too. It would be really good to see some familiar faces and we do have more than one site visit um, per year so you can sort of see the progression of the sites as they come along. Nice. Good stuff. And we'll see you all next week. See you later. These live Q&A episodes are all about helping you grow your business and build a property portfolio that provides financial wealth. If you have specific topics that you'd like us to discuss, make sure to comment on the platform you're listening on or email info at xpproperty.co.uk so that we can discuss your topic in future episodes.
And if you found these conversations valuable for growing your business, make sure to click that follow button and we'd really love for you to tell just one person about us. Thank you.